we're not the only ones that are enjoying that new insomnia. I got involved in watching a reaction video. One guy said, God forsaken, brought him to tears. Banger nice. TV did a review that I'm about halfway through has nothing but brilliant things to really say. It's well, so yeah, it's, we're, it's, I'm glad we're, yeah, we're going to add to the chorus. <laughs> rich, they richly deserve it. That's for yeah, me, I'm sure. Absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, all right. You got anything good How to smoke, Joe? Uh, how you feeling now, buddy? You, you all right? <laughs> got your shit together? <laughs> no, man. I'm getting higher. My goal is to be a little even higher than I was last oh, time. Hi, hi. He's going, I'm doing good, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm at a good, oh, I'm man. at a good, I got my notes. Yeah. You know? okay. yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It was funny on Unseen Radio last couple weeks ago. They were laughing. They said, can you imagine that Dr. Head would have been the biggest pothead out of us all? <laughs> I said, Dr. well, I said, I got, yeah. so I got a lot of time to make up for. <laughs> They've been smoking their whole lives. So, yeah, yeah. you've been you got a lot of sobriety to make up for. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I am really ready to go. All right. Let's get this done for some sore thumb chop topping. You know it. All right, get them thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Greetings <laughs> from Tomoville. I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Tome Entertainment and creator of George Clooney. When I feel, you know, well, I could watch something really profound, really amusing, educational. The Toma team and I, we like to kick back and watch heavy metal horror podcasts. Because, uh, you know, when we're not making those movies like Tromeo and Juliet and Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm and, and Class of Newcomb High, there's nothing else in the world for us except that heavy metal podcast. Say it with me. Heavy metal horror podcast. Thank you, Montag and Chapna. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this this is chopped up, and this one's gonna leave you sore. Red ball. And you are watching and listening to a heavy <laughs> metal. metal. Alright. See, Montag had to think about getting his fingers up. He's like, yeah. <laughs> which one? I was no, I was considering doing the shocker. <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> hey, that would be a heavy metal horror. Waka, waka, waka. Okay, you're on lockdown. <laughs> uh, um, more, yes. Anyway, oh, kids, we got a good show tonight. We are um, going back to sore thumb. These could be great albums with one otherwise shitty song or mediocre albums with a atrociously shitty song or just a song that doesn't fit in with like the rest of them for some reason. That's sore thumb. And that's or it could be a shitty album with one good song on it. Right. That, happens too, that does point. happen. I too. happen to have an example. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, on that note, Dreadbull, please give us our your very first uh, sore thumb. Okay, well, we'll we'll just go ahead and go with that example. Yes, yes, we I, are. We're I'm going all a quiver. 
We are traveling to 1990. <laughs> Mr. Bruce Dickinson himself, Tattooed Millionaire album. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one good song on it. The opening track, Son of a Gun. Okay. Love that song. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, I, I mean, you... you could maybe make the argument for one or two other songs on that album. You don't like we... Dive, 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 No Muff Too Tough? We dive tonight. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're my point. My point exactly. Zulu, yeah. Zulu, 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 licking the gun. <laughs> and you, I write, and you're thinking he's an artist, but he's oh, he's like Paul Stanley. This is his Paul Stanley album. <laughs> it's, it's Paul Stanley. He just says it with a British accent. <laughs> Gypsy oh, Rose. Love gun. Love and love gun. Hello, governor. Yeah. So here, here, so something interesting to think about. This this dawned on me when I was looking this up. So Bruce released this album. May of 1990. The same year, October of that year, No Prayer for the Dying came out. That is the follow-up to Seventh Son. Oh, yeah. You start looking at the tracks on these two albums and you're like, did Bruce Lee, did Bruce leave? He hadn't left yet at that time. But did he eventually leave because Maiden was getting shitty? Was he part of that? Because there's some, there, like like some of the tracks on um no prayer for the dying holy helen, smoke helen, helen wheel oh the holy oh, yeah that one. hooks yeah. in you you know bring your daughter <laughs> yeah. to the slaughter there are some really shitty songs on that album that are reminiscent <laughs> of tattooed millionaire they could have fit huh. interesting i like, never made yeah. that connection before I, I didn't either but that's, that's a good cool. point i'm freaking out a little bit i, I always thought that you know i forgot that Bruce put out that solo album before the Maiden No Prayer. I thought he already left the band, so I'm glad you I did too. You know. Until I looked this up today, I'm like, oh wait, he was he hadn't left yet. He yeah, had just I done a solo tour. Well, that makes sense because he had when I when I met them that year or when I met um, Yannick Gers, I said mm -hmm. I saw him on that tour with Bruce, the Tattooed Millionaire tour, and I said, how long did you have between that end of that tour and the beginning of this, you know, joining Maiden for this tour? And he said three days. And right. so I'm like, okay, so it must have been going on in the in the works at the time, mm -hmm. you know, like Adrian Smith. Was so like, you wonder um, the timing of it all with things starting to crumble was Bruce. Well, because like, he yeah. remember when we talked to him, I, I asked him about that. I said, what happened after Seventh Son? I said, that was like your pinnacle. And, and I go, and I'm sorry, but the next album kind of was, you know, kind of sucked. And he's like, he just kind of shook his head like, yeah, I remember <laughs> he said that there were certain people in the band who wanted to go more of a classic rock sound. And so mm -hmm. I'm wondering if he said he knew that the ship was sinking and he wanted to leave, but he stayed for those two albums, but he could tell yeah. that the dynamic had changed. And I think he just got yeah. sick of it because when he started just doing nothing but screaming, it just sounded awful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when this came out, the only thing we knew for Maiden was Seventh Son. Yeah. That was their most recent album and to, to that right. point. And we're like, okay. So Bruce came out with something like, oh, cool. Maybe a little bit of, Maiden-esque type stuff while we wait for the new Maiden album to come out. And when the opening track, Son of a Gun, I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is this is not bad. And then and then track two hits. I'm like, what the hell? You know, it, it, it was just awful. Like, Tattoo Millionaire is terrible. The, the opening 10 seconds sounds like a Poison song. It's just awful. It's the same riff, but they, they got the big cowbell. Yeah, it's... It's just terrible. So I, I'm not as strongly opposed to that. I mean, there, you're, but you're right. It, it's probably the weakest out of his solo stuff. Although Balls to Picasso might be in there too. 
Um, Most of Picasso, yeah, had some of those crappy ones, but had more yeah. good tracks too. So he was sort right. of starting to trend towards more like good Better music, you know, yeah. not just stu you know, just fun goofing off kind of stuff. Yeah. I you like. This sounds like the music you want to play at a bar. You know, that's what it is. It's bar music. <laughs> that's right. That that that's Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. Chop. What were you saying, man? No, I said I I, I totally agree with you. It is uh, standard rock and roll bar music. Yeah. That's so I mean, looking back, out. Tattooed Millionaire, No Prayer for the Dying, they're practically the same album. They're it's like all the same music on both albums. Interesting. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to go back and revisit those. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand it. Sit there, hooks yeah. and you or holy, holy I can't. Smoke. Yeah, hooks I can't. and you. What an awful song. Well, that's Adrian Smith wrote that one. Oh, it was like a loose. Dude. It was like a loose sequel to Twenty Two Acacia Avenue. Because it's about sex, it's like sex chairs and, you know, hooks in you, like hooking up for a real hung, well hung feeling. It's about yeah. having sex, like, you know, when the, with the sex apparatus. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's just like. Yeah, those were dark days, gentlemen. Dark days indeed. Yeah, they fucking lost it. <laughs> those were, those were dark maiden days. And they were horrible. Little do we know it would get worse before it gets any better. <laughs> <laughs> It really didn't get quite worse. I'd actually go back and no diner. Worlds collide. <laughs> yes. Don't you know when I can save you? <laughs> uh, okay, Chop, your uh, first sore thumb. All right, gentlemen. Uh, this is coming off. This is 1984 debut album from Wasp. Oh, okay. I and like that's, that's a good album. album. Yeah, it's a great album. Uh, the turd in it for me. Because you're surrounded by is called School Days. I pledge allegiance to the state. They get the pledge of allegiance and they're nice whiny fucking kids saying it. And then it goes, it's just it's it doesn't fit. Again, I'm going back to I go with flow and yeah, it doesn't fit. Somehow. Yeah, because you got before that. Now this is a remaster because originally they were going to uh have animal fuck like a beast on there. Yes. Well capital got a lot of heat. They, they <laughs> what? And, <laughs> and so and so in the eighties? Yeah. And so uh I wanna be somebody was the lead off single. On this one it's a remaster and it's got animal, you know, is the, the top top song there, first one. So but yeah, you go down this you got animal, you got I wanna be somebody, love machine, the flame, B A D. Then you got school days. But then you go is into Day spelled D A Z E, let me guess. Yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> and then, then you go. How else is it supposed to be spelled? <laughs> Dreadbull. Right. Yeah. Then you go into Hellion, sleeping in the fire on your knees, tormentor, torture never stops. So it's it's right in the middle, and it's just it doesn't need to be there. Take that song out. Perfect. It would be a perfect album without that track. So that is my first sword thumb sludge. Great Good choice for you. Yeah, nice, nice Great choice. All right, all right. My <laughs> first sore thumb is from a little band that we like to call Anthrax. Mm -hmm. um from the persistence of time album this is intro to reality um what we have is a as a musical interlude in an otherwise really heavy album this is a really great great album a great album yeah we album. chop and i saw them on this tour open up for yeah, the uh clash clash, clash the titans yeah the clash <laughs> the titans tour um yeah, so we had that giant penis on the stage. He was running around with a like a six foot penis. Maybe no, I saw them with like Megadeth and like Testament. Oh, and, I think and Megadeth and Slayer oh. could have been. Oh, but Slayer. 
If there was a giant penis, I I would block it out. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, I don't remember that at all. No, I do remember the clock prop. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, you mean like maybe when they played on the man? Oh, that could be. That That probably was it. If he have it out, that would make sense. (laughs) If we're going to play on the man. Yeah. That would make sense. Is that that, uh, intro to reality? Isn't that the beginning? Well, it starts, it goes in the belly of the beast then? Is that that track? Kind of. Right before, I think it is on that album, but yeah, it's possibly. It's just that, it's, yeah, the main riff is really simple and repetitive. It, it's like <clears throat> they had an idea that never quite got developed fully, and and there are little moments where it sounds like it might have been like a leftover riff from Master of Puppets that like didn't get used, and they just kind of like brought it in, but it just doesn't ever go anywhere, you know. And it's <laughs> like it just feels lackluster. Yeah, it's weird. I, I forget about these tracks a lot of times because I'll end up making like a playlist and just omitting crappy ones like that. So I forget that they actually existed on that album at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's a great choice. All right. Number yeah. two, Dread Bull. Let's go with, we're going to go back to 1985. Uh, this was, now this is a song I really like, but it's a sore thumb. Dio. Ronnie James Dio Sacred Heart album of 85, the opening track. So I remember getting this track. I'm not sure if it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I was out running running errands with my mom or something. Talked her into buying this on tape for me. And we stopped somewhere. She went in to get something. I'm like, I'm pop this in, listen to Dio. And you hear crowd noise. Like, this is a live album? I had no, you know, I didn't know this was live. It doesn't say anything on the front. It's not. It's just the opening track is a live track of King of Rock, King of Rock and Roll, and uh, it's weird because it's the only live track on the album. They open the album with the live track. Doesn't make sense. Like that's the only album I know of that open. Like back then, if you had a live track, I thought it was a fake live a track. Style. Like this crowd noise was fake. I think. It, well, maybe it I is. It's supposed to simulate yeah, a concert, just... but it still doesn't make any sense why they would have it in there. Yeah. Okay, so I, unless the idea of the king of rock and roll, it means live music and adoring fans and stuff like that. I think all you had was that intro crowd noise and Ronnie going, he's the king of rock and roll, yeah! Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, uh, you're welcome. And then... We gotta play the karaoke, oh, man. Oh, I, <laughs> I just thought that it was uh, just that intro part, and Ronnie says It that. could have been, but it still confused me, you know. Okay, okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Normally, if you have a live track, or whether it's real or not, you stick it at the end as a bonus track, or it's, you know, back then you had the import release, you know, the Japan release that had a couple extra bonus tracks on it, or it was a, or a B-side or something. I always thought it was a little odd. I love the yeah. song. I think it's great. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Just that, just, that, that part it of it. Just it just sticks yeah. out. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, it's a sore thumb, in my opinion. All right. Good job. All right, fellas, we're going to keep on the Dio train from 1984's <laughs> Last in Line. Okay. I have the song Eat Your Heart Out. Ooh. The lyrics are probably some of Ronnie's worst ever. The song is just, okay. so eat your heart out. It's like, <laughs> you've been a bad I want to watch Joe sing everything. Chop, chop. Yeah, you can sing all the karaoke. Chop, chop, karaoke. All right, tonight, kids, chop, chop, singing Dio concert. This is a near damn perfect album, other than that track. Everything else Mm -hmm. is stellar. But that is a sore thumb that sticks out. It's the eighth 
track out of nine because after that you got egypt the chains are on which is fucking epic yeah and it's just like that's the one guys i just really on that love ronnie but that fucking song stinks Fuck yeah. that song. I'm, I'm with you i'm with you on that yeah. that's maybe my yeah. favorite dio album i think i like that even better that than is so good yeah yeah <laughs> wow I, great i think that's what, maybe maybe that's a question of why why people rave that holy divers is best work and they hold it in such high regard and last in line isn't because maybe that tracks for people and they just said maybe what? that ruins it because holy divers perfect all the way through so but then you get that and it's like yeah but the rest of that album is greatness and uh it's definitely in my top two deals so all right yeah interesting i was looking at some dio stuff and i'm like all in all you know his albums are usually pretty solid all the way through it's a little hard to find a sore thumb in his discography yeah, it was you a, know well magico was kind of when you get to a, the later stuff yeah magico is uh, a sore thumb. angry machines oh angry machines fucking tears everything down <laughs> that's a horrendous album yeah uh, i was thinking more of the the golden era of dio oh yeah yeah i, I couldn't touch him couldn't dream touch evil him. sacred heart that last in mm-hmm. mind all you know yeah. so yeah good choice though i, I all agree right, with thank you all right for my second Montag. choice it's uh, Dreadbull's favorite band. You want the best. Yes. The best. Yeah. <laughs> Off of their second album, Hotter Than Hell. Their second album in six months. They put two albums out in the first six right. months. They're up. Um, this is a song called Mainline. Oh. Mainline. And I don't know the rest of the words that rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Peter Chris song. Now, this album... Second album, it's it's a very you might like the sound of the engineering dreadful because you like sludgy albums. This album is really fucking sludgy. It's it's actually, un I don't think intentionally meant to be that way. It just got really mixed badly. Yeah. But it's fucking heavy. Songs like Parasite, Hotter Than Hell, Going Blind. I mean, this is a a great sophomore effort from their yeah. first album, which had a you know a lot of hits on it. Yeah, and then, you know it's a it's so it's a super sludgy, which is might be why they went to super tinny on the next album. But anyway, mainline, uh, we and most of Peter Chris's song are pretty bad. Um, except yeah, one, yeah, except Black Diamond, he sings on that one. That's a great song. Well, you like Baby Driver? The whole thing. <laughs> That's on my list, man. It's for another another uh, sore thumb. Um, <laughs> How many thumbs are on that album? Jesus, <laughs> sixty. Um, mainline feels like like a throwaway. The mutant. A throwaway sound that would show up in later albums. It's simple, it's repetitive, it's poppy sounding, and yeah. all the cowbells in the world can't save this uninspired song. That's my review of Mainline. Yeah. What do you think, Chop? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dread. They're all sore, so I don't have anything to add. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming. <laughs> so yeah, uh, okay, my third one here. This should have been my number two to follow up Tattooed Millionaire, because this is off of uh <laughs> fear of the dark so 82's oh, wow. maiden so you montag came up with a, a worthy entry to this uh with weekend warrior yeah weekend warrior pretty horrendous it is horrendous. i submit to you there are two sore thumbs on this album <laughs> okay only <laughs> to eternity <laughs> is oh. yeah that's bad that the first is really 20 bad. seconds sounds like a, a freaking cinderella song right right kind of this weird bluesy hair metal yeah. guitar riff real basic drums the most basic beat imaginable and then it just gets worse like the Too first far. line the first line of the song she Spend fell in love, love with this greasy machine <laughs> <She> <laughs> leaned over wiped his kickstart clean like, yeah, what? right 
Yeah. Come on. Is this lick in the gun part two? No, they were. Who wrote that? Was it Steve Harris? Uh, Good question. I could probably look it up real quick. I think so. He was out slumming, like paying people. Oh, write me a lyric. I don't care what it is. Just write me a fucking lyric. Steve Harris. I'll buy you a fucking beer. Dark days indeed. Dark days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now look, we love <laughs> Iron Maiden. We love Steve Harris. His songwriting, as as a main, main sort of, it was it was just bad, Steve. I mean, every, he's done so much good stuff. <laughs> but I agree with you, man. This is a really shitty song. What's really sad is like the opening track, "Be Quick or Be Dead," was well, a good track. Good. Was a really yeah. good song, and I thought, okay, after "No Prayer for the Dying," we're back. You know, Maiden, Maiden's back. You know, they're going to get back to their. They learned some lessons from "No Prayer for the Dying," but. Uh, yeah, you know it gives you some hope, and then, boom! Track two just dashes your hopes. Uh, it's it's gone. And that video it's, it's fucking over. ridiculous too. Yeah, they were they were really in like like full on classic rock mode in this yep. album. Yeah, or trying to write like radio friendly. Right, like those yeah, are clever. I don't know metaphors. what the hell they were thinking. No. If you're ripping Paul Stanley for saying "lick my love gun." <laughs> You know, it's just, this is every bit as bad yeah. and not nearly. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not clever. You like, know, how do you sit medical... down Steve Harris and write, she fell in love with his greasy machine? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what what lines with the machine? Uh, rhymes? Uh, she leaned over and wiped his kickstart clean. Yes. <laughs> this, this song's running great. itself. This is yeah. genius. Forget uh, Mariner. This is the best shit yeah. I've ever written. Like, this is. <laughs> Fuck you, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. It's like I don't know. They were just checking out. You yeah, know, they were. They were trying they were. to do a more. I don't more know how you, in good conscience, release something like that and to the public, yeah. to your fans. It's a bad album. Followed you for decades. We love Iron Maiden, but yep. yeah, that's a bad album, man. It, well, I mean, that, and that's why it hurts so much because yeah. I love Iron Maiden. Yeah, but, on, but don't do this. The shit. truth. The truth. We follow the truth. See, we were spoiled. Right. Search for the truth. <laughs> they <laughs> are truth. <laughs> we were so spoiled, guys, because we had the privilege of growing up during a golden time yeah. where everything was released up to seven. Some was stellar. Yeah, my God, and then, you so, love Yeah, and then, <sighs> and then, my God, then you go into no prayer. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, you think of the music that came out between like '82 and '85 or '6 was every good album you can possibly think of. Came oh, out yeah. in that era, you know, in so many good 80s. albums. Yeah, so yeah. many good albums. Yeah, excellent. All right, uh, who, who was that? Did you was that you, Tread, or is that? Yeah, Chop? that was that was me. Okay, Chop. What's your number two or three? Uh, my number three is from Ozzy Osbourne's "Bark at the Moon." I can hear this. Is so tired. Uh, I am so tired. <laughs> it sounds like he's tired. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon! Fucking horrible, fucking I'm fucking horrible. tired, Sharon! Fucking horrible chorus. Lame-ass fucking synthesizer. It's a fucking piece of shit. It's a horrible song. <laughs> On an album that, hey guys, you know say, like the first three Oz albums are like, I think you can agree with me, we're pretty much our faves, right? I mean, they're yeah. just brilliant. Because, uh, but yeah. that song, that song takes, and takes that momentum all the way. I mean, here you got Bark the Moon, of course. You're no different. Now you see it, now you don't. I love that fucking guitar riff. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, I can even deal with Center of Eternity, Rock and Roll Rebel. Slow down, eh, it could be arguable. It's like, eh, yeah, well, it's kind of 
upbeat kind of more in a major key and stuff is different but waiting for darkness as sorcerer covers that is a epic ozzy song so yeah. yeah it's the only it's the turn on turn in the punch bowl that takes the flavor right out of this fucking album so. i perused that album and uh yeah i was i was considering that myself so i'm glad you covered it <laughs> You're I just welcome. had some larger turds that I thought I could <laughs> offer. <laughs> Bigger <laughs> turds. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of turds, uh, <laughs> bring it on. My number three, it's a, it's just a decline, the oxymoronic decline of the creative piss and vinegar of the band, but incline in sales and popularity. Um. <clears throat> This is a band called Van Halen. I don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, this is an album, OU812. Clever use <laughs> of letters and numbers. Yeah. Or OU812. Could be that one. As a response to Eat em and Smile, correct? David Lee Ross. Yeah. Solo yeah, album. Time, I think right? so. I believe um, was the legend, at least. David Lee Ross album still, that's what that's what makes the two versions of Van Halen. We have the David Lee Roth and then the Sammy Hagar and Van Halen with David Lee Roth is dangerous it's exciting you know it's yeah. there's a, there's something about this and it's the swagger that comes from david lee roth when it, van hagar comes over the band turns into a party band it's a yep. feel-good band because i remember when i saw them yep. in 88 it was yeah. such a fucking high energy show it was like eating like 15 twinkies mm -hmm. but it didn't have that menace like or that intensity like when you hear old van halen like the credible rock or anything off of fair warning oh uh, God, it's like yeah. that whole era is just they were just two different bands it's like they turn into Jimmy Buffett or something to me. Like you know, let's just all party and yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah, like, it was just, it was just music, like feel good, know? but it, all the mess is gone. But yep. on that bad like, album, like... I don't think I did. I tell you which song was the source. Not of? yet. No, we're okay. still waiting with bated breath. <laughs> when wait. it's love, <laughs> oh, okay. how do I know when it's love? When it's love. <laughs> oh God, they yeah, it's that. a horrible song. Yeah. with those you know, some kind of crazy alien thing <laughs> and and it's just bad keyboards it's just it's a horrible horrible yeah. song great choice sure. <laughs> but you know i love the production of the album it, it sounds, it's, sounds it's great exactly. yeah but um it, it, it ton of you know it just sold a ton of records it just goes to show that you don't have to make a good song to sell to the masses i think we should exactly. name this change the name of the show from Sore thumb to turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> punch bowl turd. Welcome to punch turd. bowl turd. Turd in the punch bowl. Turd in the punch bowl of volume two. <laughs> that sounds good. That On our next shitty episode of What's the Turd in the Punch Bowl. <laughs> what stinks? These songs. Something's wrong with this punch. <laughs> it's the turdy songs. Uh, I'm fine with that. Turn the punch bowl. Turn the punch bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's no problem. Oh fuck. Uh, we are on song number four. Uh, Dreadful. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, 1997's Megadeth release, Cryptic Writings. Hmm. So this was. Uh, I know, like this era of Megadeth was a bit divisive. A lot of people didn't like. You know, after Rust and Peace, the change in direction with Countdown, Euthanasia, Cryptic Writings, Risk, you know, all those albums. But I, 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 I kind of love every era of Megadeth for what it is. I like that mm -hmm. they've evolved and changed <clears throat> over time. But uh, uh, the track on this album is I'll Get Even. Um, I, I love this album, but this... This particular tra track sticks out because it's, I don't know, it's just boring. I just find it a boring 
I agree. One of those boring throwaway tracks mm-hmm. in an otherwise really good album. It's surrounded yeah, by really good songs. I like songs. that album too, Dread. I like that album quite a bit too. So yeah. yeah. The chorus is super repetitive. Uh and it's not a good repetitive. It's because of the chorus is boring as well, I thought. Uh <laughs> And by the end, you're just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Let's just move on. Yeah. You know, you you're just gonna want get to get with you. Yeah, we got it, Dave. Mega Dave. We got it. Yeah. There is I'll one thing I noticed, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one thing I noticed, like while perusing Megadeth's library, is I found it really hard to find a turd in the punch bowl in Megadeth's library. Like most of their albums are really consistent, are really great songs, top to bottom. Risk. <laughs> I know Risk is another really I I like that album a lot, but there are some turds on that one. So yeah, that could be for a future. Yeah, fill up that future. punch bowl enough with turds on that fucking <laughs> album. <laughs> Somebody took a massive shit in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving shit in the punch bowl. Yeah. yeah. It's a fucking admiral's feast, all right. It's right there. I talked about like looking through Ozzy's discography yeah. and that's a little tough. Even Judas Priest is hard to find a turd in the punch bowl, I think, on their albums. Have you guys run into that? I like got one. Certain out, certain bands that it's hard certain to find. Oh band. yeah, a lot of bands yeah, that are hard. hard. Like you're really trying to search for, but you're just like, man, I, I just can't bring myself. I, I yeah. can't find it. Do you get any examples of that? Like a band that you're struggling um, to find a bad song? I would or a... say because I went through my priest collection, I'm just like, yeah, I can't. I like a little bit of every era of priest. So yeah. I'm like, and their I albums mean, are yeah, consistent. Arguably, you could say the whole fucking album, Nostradamus, is the biggest fucking shit ever. Yeah, out of band, but. I mean, if you're looking at single track, it's, right. it's really difficult. Yeah, Priest was definitely one for me that I, I struggle with. Yeah. So I don't know. Agreed. I thought that was interesting. Like they're 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 consistent at least that and on um, within the confines of the of a certain album. Mm-hmm. Rush, I would struggle with. There are only a hand a couple songs yeah. that aren't as good. True, that's which one. we not covered in episode one. I think I'm going yeah. bold. We talking. Well, about I know that. you don't like that. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was thinking more like Countdown. You know, on signals. Ah, uh, you know, but yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just it's not compared to the rest of the album. It just that was good. So. Yep. All right. Great story. All right, fellas. I don't have the properties. I, I don't know where I placed it, but it's a Black Sabbath album. It's off Sabotage, and it's Am I Insane Radio, in parentheses. <laughs> that song. That this album is perfection. This is an awesome fucking album. That fucking song has Mexican horns in the beginning of it. <laughs> and it's just too bouncy and la la la. And it's fucking stupid. It may be the worst <laughs> fucking Sabbath song ever created. So I'm just, I, I love your passion. Yeah, I, I really love your passion. My, yeah, all the way collections and <laughs> bands. But that, yeah, it, it might be the worst Sabbath song. And they actually put it on their greatest hits two CD set. I'm like, oh, are you fucking Lord. kidding me? Somebody actually liked this motherfucker? <laughs> Apparently they did. <laughs> we well, love this song, yeah, fucking radio. Yeah. Am I going and saying yes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, boy. Sorry, boys. Well, yeah, that's my uh, that's number two. Uh, okay, my next okay. pick is from a band we all love. From their best, or arguably their best album. Uh, a, a little little band called uh, iron maiden a, a little album called peace of mind For wait me, a minute hold on hold on peace of mind mm-hmm. i might yeah. know where you're going with we are we I are mean, going duelist? with the bands of love that's no, power slave the duel oh it is yeah right sudden yeah. steel 
Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. I just say not, not too many bands try to run about movies about cavemen for a reason. I, I knew it. Horrible I say song. this this may <laughs> it's what may be the Iron Maiden. <laughs> I Mountain like the song. <laughs> John by Quest for Fire. I, I like that song. <laughs> it just That's like I couldn't, it, couldn't think of one. It's just like See, it's great vocals. <laughs> the, the he has that great, great hits a couple of great notes. It's not this. It's just the song is just uh not run back with Spotify. <laughs> right. <laughs> Compared to like where Eagles Dare or to Tame a Land. Yeah, no comparison. We have yeah. we have Quest for Fire, which was a, a movie with I think Daryl Hannah playing a cable. Horrible player. movie. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Bunch of cavemen going around banging the cave girls. Don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Where? What movie? What, what year was that? Um, <laughs> but no, it was. It was just like I don't think there was any fucking dialogue in it. It was just yeah. I just you know literally so you know, before language. Stupid. You know the Sumerians were way had developed their language for already. Sure. Before, but anyway, so yeah, Quest for Fire. You know, hmm. um, I, you know the beginning is kind of complex. Got that really it's nice so. riff, and it builds, but the rest of the songs kind of stays in one riff. Dun 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 dun. That's a great riff. Yeah, it's a really good riff. It just it just it just yeah, and the solo is kind of like lackluster. It's like to me, it's my sore thumb. And otherwise, great album. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. You can still like it. Doesn't mean you can't like it. Just Again, the idea of what does guess, it seem to fit. Right. I guess thematically it, it does. You consider it just, the rest of the musically, album. it's not as successful. I mean, compared like to Tame a Land with this one, it's like or uh, exactly. yeah, or Where Eagles Dare, vastly different songs. But yeah, this one just is too repetitive, too simple. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's number four for me. Our, our last one, our very That's last. A little one. turd. That's like a little rabbit turd. All right. The number <laughs> rabbit turd for Dreadbull. <laughs> uh, let's see. Last one here. We're going with Pantera. We have not had a Pantera song uh, off of 1994's Far Beyond Driven. I might know where you're going with this. This weird freaking little song called Good Friends in a Bottle of Pills. What <laughs> the hell are you thinking, guys? Like, Pantera's in their prime right in the during this era. They're coming off Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display, Barbarian Driven just continues this just absolute torrid careers that, that they got going. Um yeah, some great songs, Five Minutes Alone, Becoming, you know, I'm Broken. Right after I'm Broken. This weird little track. It's like so yeah, it's just kind of like a bass line, a drum beat, and then Phil sounding stoned telling this little story about banging some dude's girlfriend while the guy's passed out drunk or something. It's just weird, man. It feels like a track that they were probably all high sitting in the studio, farting around. Somebody came up with a beat and they just threw this together and like in their stone minds, they thought this is cool. You know, we'll yeah, put this you would think that hopefully that the engineer wouldn't have been stoned as well and go, guys, guys, what the fuck, man? Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, the, the, it's just kind of a buzzkill on the on the album because it's such a high energy album. That this track is just just get past it so we can rock out some more, you know. And that's a that's all this track is is a is a buzzkill. Right yeah, after I'm broken, if you, you, know? if you were going to do something like that, put it at the last track of the album or a secret bonus track. Yeah, to make make it easy oh, to yeah. skip or something, well, yeah. smack in the middle of the album, you know. Right. It just serves no purpose other than just to sacrifice. Other than to tell you then to flip the record over. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. So whatever, you know, smoke another doob or something. I thought about that one myself, Dred. So did you? Great. Yeah. That just takes away from an otherwise brilliant album. I know. Yeah. yeah. Big old turd. Big turd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you chop that, Chop Top? I or think I that, can. <laughs> I have maybe a biggest turd of the night on Kiss's Love Gun nice. album. Yes. So song, it's a great fucking cover, me. though. Oh, yeah, the cover. Right, Then She yeah. Kissed Me. Then yeah. She Kissed Me. Okay. Then yeah. She Kissed Me. Yeah. And it even has that yeah. kind of that rim shop, that kind yeah. of a, what is it, a little, yeah. I forget the name of the instrument. Yeah, a go go or something. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it, it, so this it, was it, like a they covered from a I forget the name Tears of the for Fear song or no 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 female band but they covered yeah, it, was, it uh, and yeah, they it changed was a, it. Oh, we'll it was be a, funny with then she kissed me and it's like I don't think they were trying to be funny, but no, unironic. It wasn't. No, they did some other covers though. Like I know on Gene Simmons' solo album, he did that really unironic cover of wish upon a star like he really meant oh god <laughs> he really I, meant it oh i should maybe didn't blow should have done a blown that have been a really another good sort of thumb um i think he did somewhere over the rainbow too uh, you know, yeah uh, yeah like, what oh, the fuck god. man um yeah 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 there's plenty of, of good kiss sore thumbs out there oh, and uh, like, i agree with you there uh chop it certainly doesn't <laughs> Doesn't sound like it belongs in that album because it's a really yeah. good album. Love Gun's a good album. I love Love Gun. Yeah, yeah. Hooligan might be a little good, but I can tolerate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. it's not as bad as others. Um, right. Mama said I stole I your love. I think I stole your love and Love Gun are my two favorite tracks off oh, that album. Dude, I stole your love no. might be like the, like the one kiss song. You're gonna have one kiss song. It might just be I stole your love. I'm kind of in the same in the boat with you about that because I think the riffing is great. Time, that, that riff is saying fantastic. Yeah, it's very kiss. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do a kiss deep yeah. dive and bring Spreadjewel into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, like, yeah, it seems like a whole turd pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome. Uh, of, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I've uh, glad I've yeah. avoided all this, all these turds. To be yeah, honest. there's a lot of a lot turds. Of turds. But there's some really good stuff. There's, yeah, there's, there's some a, really good stuff too. There's a few. There's a few uh, baby Ruths among the hers among the turds. <laughs> So all I can think about is kiss is us growing up. And every time like somebody lit a fire, like there was a fireball of some sort, you would always say (laughs) Uh (laughs) every time, (laughs) every time there was a fire and explosion, Montag would have to go. That sounds like, yeah, that sounds about right. I I still do it. When I know, we're watching, I'm sure you do. Yeah, like we're watching uh on the same radio, we'll get together and we'll watch movies together. And if there's an explosion, I'll go Grrr. I still do it. Oh man. Well now it's just kinda of, it's just you know, kind of funny. <laughs> We could do a whole episode on Kiss Sword Thumbs. <laughs> they got enough to make two hands. All right. <laughs> Someone we're getting slap happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you should have been smoking something else, Stradbull. All right. For my last pick in this episode of Swords, <laughs> I've already done Kiss. This is a band that we all love from its prime era. This is from Judas Priest. 
from oh, Defenders okay. of the Faith. Oh, oh yeah. True. Which is which I think is one I think maybe their best album. Um Ooh, boy. Yeah. I, so I the it. album that I or the song on this album, and this is from the remastered version. So I'm, I don't think it came out when it first came out, but it's in the remastered version. Oh. It's called Turn On Your Light. Yeah. Oh. It was it a is, bonus. I got, it, I got the complete collection. Yeah, it is. It is a, um, it's an acoustic ballad that feels utterly out of place, both musically and lyrically. <laughs> the strings, the solo follows faithfully with the chord progressions, but there's nothing worth listening to a second time. No. And they're trying to hear Rob Halford sing a, a croony ballad like love. <laughs> Turn on your light. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. It's like Disney goes to hell. You know, that's, that's what it's like. Fucking Rob Halford has to sing fucking Beauty and the Beast. Those steel pipes are not made for those kind of vocals. Exactly. Exactly. It was just garbage. So, oh boy. Judas Priest, turn on your light. What the fuck, guys? Seriously, why release that? Piece of shit. On on an otherwise, I think, perfect record. It's a phenomenal record. Yeah. Free Will Burning, Jawbreaker, The Sentinel, Eat Me Alive. Like, Jesus, what a. What a great yeah, idea. like screaming for vengeance, defenders of the faith, man, really golden era for yeah, the hell one two punch, isn't it? That was yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. I mean, that artwork Ooh. just defines Judas Priest, burns yep. it into my skull. You know, like yep, that was the first because mm-hmm. defenders of the faith was uh, the first priest album I'd ever heard. So oh yeah, god, it, it yeah. was like what a great introduction to the band. You know, mm-hmm. I think it might have been mine too. <laughs> yeah, some of the just... best riffs, guitar riffs, in, in oh, metal god. history. Yeah, in those two albums. You yeah. Know? Fucking great. Just, Free will burning. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good God. Uh, but even the mighty Jewish priest is not immune from having everyone poops. Everyone poops in the punch bowl. In the punch bowl. Everybody poops in the punch bowl. And this is how we get a turdy song. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> what time oh this is, is great. This is great. Six thirty. Okay, that's a good song. I'm glad. I'm glad we're recording. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna fucking remember it in twenty minutes. Everybody in the bus. <laughs> we got a new thing song for everybody. Right? Everybody the <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna add hey one a sorcerer's in the studio. I was gonna say (laughs) record Justin and Christian. Hey, we get a song (laughs) while you're in there. Everybody poops in the punch bowl. (laughs) You gotta do the dance. Yeah, you need a little Warner Brothers frog going across like, hello, my baby. Oh my darling. Oh, that would be a great B side. Everybody poops in the punch bowl. That's how we get a lot of turdy songs. <laughs> It'll be as catchy as the as the South Park theme song. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be fucking oh, awesome. <laughs> oh god, this was a, this was a fun episode, man. Had a yeah, good time. Yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Whew. Yeah. 
Good Lord. Hey, I can't wait. Can't wait. We got some good stuff coming up here and uh, we're glad to be back. Glad to have you with us. Oh God. Continue putting your comments out there. Hey, you can find heavy metal horror on unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, heavy metal horror podcast on Instagram. Look for Montag Lewis. One word. Our YouTube page, heavy metal horror podcast. If you're watching, that's probably where you're at. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons. And if you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This is Montag, West Revolution. Chop top. Dread turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and you are turning and turning on. Heavy <laughs> metal <laughs> punch bowl. <laughs> This is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>